Welcome to It's Like This. My name is Laura Seifert, and I'm an author, a teacher, a speaker, but really I'm just an everyday woman who's looking to find God in everyday life. Throughout the Bible, Jesus would take profound truths like the kingdom of God. What is that? What does that even mean? And he would make these big truths accessible and understandable. And he did it by giving examples and saying things like, well, it's like this. It's like a mustard seed. And when you plant it, it grows and it blooms and it provides shade. And why would he say that? Because he's speaking to people that are farmers. So instantly it makes sense to them and they can get their minds around it. Other people would say, God, he's like a shepherd and he cares for his sheep like a good shepherd would. And that was coming from David, who was a shepherd himself. So where do we find God today? Because I'm not a shepherd and I'm not a farmer. You might be. But where do I find him? Can I find him in the grocery store aisle, my least favorite errand to run? You better believe it. Can I find him around a dinner table with a good meal and great conversation? Absolutely. So join me each week for fun conversations about finding God even when we aren't looking for him. It's like this. All right, welcome, guys. We're grateful that you're back for another episode of It's Like This, Conversations with Laura Seifert. Today, I'm so excited because my guest is Karen Paget, and you may know Karen Paget if you follow Instagram. She is Triple C Farmhouse, which is, Karen, is it an interior, would you say it's an interior design Instapage? Sure. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Say that. It's a home account. Whenever I explain it to people, what is Triple C Farmhouse? My main focus is create helping other people create a home that is beautiful and something that they're really proud of. So tell us how it started, because what I love and what you guys are going to hear about Karen's story that's so beautiful is talk about discovering God in unexpected ways, which is the whole vein of this podcast. Her story is just that. And I love it. So tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got started in this. Okay. So um, let's just start back during college. So I, well, I grew up in a small town of Bridge City, which is like 7,000 people. In Texas. In Texas, right there on the Texas-Louisiana border. I went from Bridge City to college. And then I graduated from Houston Baptist University. Dogs yeah. up. Dogs up. Go Huskies. Yes. Not, That's where Jason graduated. It's so fun. Houston Christian University, I guess yeah. now. But um, so I graduated there, met my husband, Zach, and we got married right after college. I started a job in medical device sales. And then I went over to pharmaceutical sales where I was there for 13 years. So that was my corporate job. Yeah. That's what I did. Um, and during that 13 years, we had our three kids. So we have an 11-year-old daughter, nine-year-old son, and four-year-old daughter. And during that phase, we were really just focusing on where do we want our home to be? Yeah. Where do we want to raise our kids? What yeah. do we want that to look like? And God was in it from the beginning. And the coolest part about it is if we look back at that time in our life, we actually bought a piece of land that was not even for sale. And I think that's where it started. Did not know that. Yep. We actually, you know, growing up in a small town, it's like, you know, everybody in the town. So, all right, pull over that neighbor's outside. So I'm like, hey, do you know who owns this land? Did you really? We did. We got out of the car and we're like, hey, do you know who owns this? Anyway, long story short, the the couple that had owned it, the man's health was, it was unfortunately failing. And he said, you know, I've had a lot of people call on this piece of property and we just haven't been ready to sell, but we will sell to you guys. No. It happened just like that. It was God. I mean, we knew that it was. And so we bought that piece of property. We sat on it for a while. And Zach and I just started drawing up our house plans. 
on a napkin at dinner. That's what I'm about to ask. Family. Is like literally you're just sketching it out. Like it's, this is what we want. That's how it happened. And we started like, what does that look like? So anyway, fast forward, we went through the whole design aspect. I remember mentioning to Zach one time, I would love to design our house. I had no experience in design whatsoever. I, like I told you, I was in pharmaceutical sales. But you never had a love for home. it. I, I think I did. Well, you had to have. I mean, I, I would have never, I would have never, ever said I want to design my house. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's the thing, Laura. I think I, I look back and I'm like, what was that piece mm. for me? And I'm like. Why Why did I have confidence around that? And now I know what that peace and that confidence was because it was God that said, "I ha- you have giftedness in this. Mm. And I didn't know that. But I, I just remember that. saying that to Zach. And I remember that being like, I feel like every person has like a dream that lives so deep in their heart oh. that they are afraid to whisper. Oh, that makes me want to cry. Don't make me cry right? this early. It, it, it's true so about every true. one of us. And so I always say, I'm like, what is that dream? For me, it was that was the dream, and I don't know why that was a dream. And let me just stop you there. What I love, what I hear you saying, is that that dream was embedded deep down in the soul part of your guts, which is when Scripture talks about your heart. That's really what Scripture's saying is those gut part. And there's times we're not in touch with that, but God knows because He planted it there. And so it sounds to me like He brought that discovery out without you doing it yourself. It's so true. Oh, I love it, it really is true. I mean, I can remember one time of saying that and I never revisited it. But as we planned our house and all of that, as we were interviewing builders, I remember Zach just saying like, if you have a designer on board, that's great, but we don't need to utilize that resource. I would love for Karen to design the home. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun, right? Like that part of and me way is to like, go, Zach. So I know he was such an advocate for me yeah. and he trusted me, but here's the kicker. The thing is, I designed it without any pressure of ever thinking anyone would ever see our home. And so that mm. is the premise of my entire account is that, you know, being in social media or being on a social media platform, a lot of people experience the pressures of things, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So I, in hindsight, if I would have, you know, started this account later and uh-huh. had all that influence and had people's opinions in it and all that kind of stuff, it probably would have reshaped what I did. I would, I bet that's true. But all that I did was I just focused on what is it that we love? And that's what I did. I didn't worry about trends. I didn't worry about anything else. I just really focused on let's create a home that is beautiful and meaningful and functional for our family. Let's do that. I love it. So that's what we did. That's, that's the story. And you started taking, as you're building it or you start taking pictures to document it and you decide to document it on Instagram. Why is that? Well, so let me tell you, after pharmaceuticals, so uh-huh. this little piece, I think, is an important piece of the puzzle in the sense of what does that timing look like? So from pharmaceuticals in October of 2019, so we broke ground on our house in August of 2019. So October, it became my full-time job. It became um, that I wanted to work with the trades. I wanted to learn their language. I wanted to do tile plans. I wanted to tell them exactly how I wanted to do things and manage the project and learn it. And I found that I had a passion I didn't even know I I had. I love it. You know, and I I found gifts that I was utilizing that I didn't even know that I'd ever had in my life. And so fast forward to January. um, Of 2020. Of 2020, right? The year for everybody. Yes. So 
January, I really just started thinking about like, what does this job look like? Like, what what am I going to be doing next? And there really wasn't anything I was really excited about. And I couldn't really wrap my head around it. Like, what what was that? What was something I really wanted to do? Well, in March of 2020, one of my mentors, she came to me and basically tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I would I'm, I have an opportunity to build a team. I would Wait, love. but you had been laid off from your pharmaceutical job. Right. In what month? In October of 2019. Okay. So here you are without a job and you're thinking, well, what am I going to do next? And then your mentor from your previous job taps you and says, I want you to come work for me. That's right. And if it. It, if it was a corporate job that I could write down the perfect, you know, ideal description of a job, it would have been this. And I was thinking, all right, this is maybe, maybe this is what God has for me. So I go all in, right? I'd worked 13 years in this industry. I'm like, Uh, It's been a long time since I've sat for an interview, sit for an interview. And long story short, the interview went really well, but the vice president said no. And it wasn't just a shut door. It was a slammed door. And I remember (laughs) disappointment in that. In your mind, you're like, this is the next step for me. Yeah. And it wasn't something you were dreading. It wasn't something that you had a gut check. This isn't right. You it had you received an offer, you would have taken it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would have taken it and thought it was like, great what God had for me yeah and I can remember standing in my brand new laundry room of the home that we live in now triple c farmhouse I can remember standing in the laundry room with my kids and I can remember just sharing disappointment with them and saying yeah I really am disappointed that I didn't get this job but here's what I know of God is that God is faithful and that Mm -hmm. God has something for me Mm -hmm. I know that I know that to be true and so and have you always Karen has you have you have you grown up with faith your faith journey, we haven't really talked about that, and I don't, I don't want to sidetrack her. But has when you say that so effortlessly to your kids, I'm wondering, those listening may be asking that question, where did you get that kind of faith? Have you always had that? Yes, I have. I, really? I feel so blessed that I have known of Jesus my entire life. I grew up with parents who love the Lord, and I came to know Jesus mm-hmm. with a personal relationship at 11 years old. So, so that's been part of your whole story. Yeah. Almost. yeah. He has been faithful. That is what I know of him. Mm. And when you go back to the character of God of like, who is he? Who has he always been? Mm-hmm. He has always been faithful yes. in my life. And so I know that. And so that gap for me of, okay, this is in March. This is a disappointment, right? Now the world, we have a pandemic and we're in strict quarantine, Right. Our family, we gave away all of our furniture. We moved with our mattresses and a couple of suitcases. And that's all we had. We had everything else that we had left in storage. And so we moved in this house and no furniture stores are open. I mean, it was crazy, (laughs) right? So fast forward. Y'all, I didn't know this either. I'm learning this as we go. I love it. So fast forward to May. And this is where the story really kind of kicks off is that like what you were sharing is that I started posting pictures on Instagram. And what was that? Well, I started posting pictures as a way for my kids to have our story, our family story, because they were such a big part of this, too. And really, that was the heart. I'm such a sentimental, sappy mama, Mm -hmm. and I want everything documented. You know, I won't Mm -hmm. be here forever. Mm -hmm. And I want that story and that legacy to live on. And so I started posting pictures on Instagram on an account that I was like, well, I have three kids with C names. Let's call it Triple C Farmhouse. So we did. And I started posting pictures and what I noticed was that like other influencers or designers or people on the social media platform started to share it. And I didn't know what that really would mean, but I just kept posting 
And then as it shared, I noticed that people were starting to really engage with me. Uh-huh. And they would reach out and ask me, what do you think about this? And then brands started to approach me. I'd love to send you something for this. Or, or I see that you have this, my brand in your home. What do you think about this? Could you speak about this? And then I'd have people ask me, can you link something so that you can earn a commission on this mm-hmm. or all those sorts uh-huh. of things. So I will say in March, I mean, I'm sorry, in May of 2020, God really gave me a social media platform and a job that I never knew existed. And is that in two months time? No. So, oh. yeah. So I, I mean, in May, May 2020 yeah. is when I started posting pictures and it just started wow. happening. It just I can't even really explain it. God really just. So so everyone that's listening, um, you have how many followers? Like almost 200,000. Okay. So here's why I'm saying that is because when we talk about it exploding, that that's a big following to just be grassroots and I'm just going to post some pictures. So it's almost like popcorn to me in my mind of just seeing your your followers grow and grow. What does it feel like to you? Do you even know to be overwhelmed by that? That would overwhelm me. I would be like, okay, oh my, oh my gosh, people are reaching out to me. People want me to link you're not savvy in this field yet. So it feels like you have to grow up really quickly in this arena. Is that right? You do. So social media influencing, I feel like it's such a mystery job, right? I have people ask me like, so what do you do? Like, how do you do that? How do I do that? What is that like? And it really is, um, there's no job description for it. There is no job that I'm striving to achieve. There's no title that I'm striving right. to achieve, yeah. right? There's That's right. There's no way there's to There's no promotion. Up. Nothing. Yeah. And so I think really when it comes down to social media and I think whenever people are wanting to do this job and they're asking like, "Well, how do I do that?" I think for me honestly, the biggest thing is that I'm a small town Texas girl. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not chasing fame or fortune or anything like that, I think what makes people gravitate towards my account is that I'm just relatable because Mm -hmm. all that I know to be is me. And I say that in a sense of, you know, I feel like a lot of people get on social media and they find themselves wanting to just like replicate what someone else has done or see what is really trending and they want to do that too. And I think the hardest piece of that is finding your authenticity. And if you're in social media, I think the number one thing that you have to do is you have to be learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. I think that's true anytime we're out of our comfort zone. Anytime God asks us to do faith, you know, big-sized steps that require faith, it's like that. It's uncomfortable. And do you feel... Um, So I'm just going to ask you some questions and you just tell me the honest truth. So as it's growing, though, how do you know how to navigate it, Karen? I'm thinking in my mind, how do I know if I want to link this brand? Because now I'm putting my name on this brand. How do I know if, like, how does it build into a business, I think is my question. How What can you tell us about that? So the thing that I have done is, you know, I don't... um, I don't ever link a product or recommend a product that I haven't spent my own money on. Okay. It's just something that I really stay true to. And it's a big reason why, from a brand perspective, why brands come to me is because I have a high conversion rate. Because I can speak honestly about Mm -hmm. a product and I can recommend it and say, hey, it's not junk. 
I yeah. actually spent my money on this. This is a really good product, one that I stand behind and one that I've put in my own personal home. I think sometimes whenever people are like designers is they design these beautiful, wonderful homes and they showcase that piece of it, but then they never live in it. And that functional mm. piece is kind of what's missing. For me, I designed my home and I live in it. And I know what is functional. Okay. I know it has tired out yeah. in two years and what is still going strong. And so for me, that business mindset and also the personal aspect of like, yeah. this is my personal home, you know, and I truly, I don't, I don't want to waste my money and I don't want other people to waste their money too. Mm -hmm. So from a brand perspective, I think that that is, you know, the, the piece that I've really just stayed true to. I've never, honestly, I've never accepted a campaign or a partnership with a brand that I've never tried their products for a long time or that I haven't paid my own money to, I love know, to that. have my home. I love that. I love that. So as you're talking about, let's, let's demystify all of this a little bit too, because I think in the culture now, especially even even women that are younger than us, Karen, I'm older than Karen. We don't have to talk about how old, though. I think that's <laughs> unnecessary. But some of the younger generation, the Gen Z girls that we love so much, I think it's easy to look at your account, others' accounts. Just the term influencer has become just there's so many defi definitions attached to that. But one of the definitions I want to demystify or at least talk about is an influencer equates to satisfied, happy, arrived, successful. And what I love what you're saying is you were never seeking this. And if you are, it's not that's not a bad thing either, but you were never seeking this. You were as open to the God as you could be. And it was on the heels of an absolute curveball thrown your way in the sense of this career that I've, you know, poured myself into for 13 years has just ended. I thought I was going to jump back into it. And God, in his providence, shut that door and he began to open this lane for you that you could have not scripted yourself. And I just love that. But it can't be all roses either, I would imagine. There's a lot of filters out there. But you've been so honest with me as we've had conversations on the phone that there is hard parts to it. What What is the difficulty or the hard part, would you say? I I think there are a lot of challenges to it. I think for me, the biggest challenge is setting healthy boundaries. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's you good. You know, it, for me, it's I work where I live in my home with my family. And I have three young kids that I've got one shot to raise. Mm -hmm. And I have to constantly jug, juggle and just think, like, what is it that I really want to prioritize? And I do not want to look back and say, I chased a career as an influencer, but I missed my kids. Mm. And I don't want that. Yeah. I want to be present with my kids. And that is truly what matters most to me. It's not, yeah, it's great whenever my followers increase, but that's not what I'm chasing. Yeah. God at any point could say, Karen, I'm going to move you from social media. Yeah. And guess what? That would be okay with me. I'm at a place of peace where God has carried me to this place. He's not going to abandon me here. Uh, and I just, I, I think that. that's true in anyone's career. I agree. And so um, I, I just simply say the biggest challenge is setting healthy boundaries of being present with my kids. You mm. know, it's, it's really hard to choose. What do I share? How do I not overshare? Um, how am I present with my kids? Because if my phone is in my hand constantly, whenever my kids are talking to me, even yeah. if I'm recording them and what they're doing, like, what is my intention? And so I just want to constantly be 
aware of that mm. and that my focus is on my family and the rest will just take care of itself. And do you create all the content yourself, Karen? I do. And I don't have any assistance or anything. I really need one. But yeah, I, I photograph. I do videos. Wow, that's I amazing. I, um, yeah, I produce all of my own content. I post it. It's me who answers every message that's sent to me. It's I love the personal connection, mm-hmm. you know, with people. And um, so that's something I, I don't really ever want to lose. Um, and I think that's just the small town girl in me. I agree. I think it's awesome. But I also think it's Christ in you. I think you have a compassion and a love for people that is implanted in all believers. When you're following Christ, you see people differently. And I think because of that, that bleeds into your wherever we are, whatever platform or whatever sphere of influence you have or whatever, wherever God has planted each of us in our work, in our social, in our community lives, a heart of compassion when it bleeds through. It's relationship. It's relational. Tell us the story. We were talking on the phone, Karen, and you were saying just the fun ways you've seen God use your platform and the woman that reached out to you. Yes. Yeah. Tell that story. I love that story. This is one of my favorite stories. It's one of, um, it was actually my first year. So I'm in my second and what, two and a half years in. My very first year, one of my favorite times to share on my account is the holidays because I get to share how we celebrate the season of Christmas. Yeah. And what does that look like for our family? And what a sweet gift that, you know, God is like, I have a phone in my hand that I can say, this is how we live. And no one can argue with that. Oh, Isn't that so yeah, cool? It's it such is. a cool experience to where you're like, okay, this is what we do. So during Advent season, like most families that, you know, in the Christian faith, we read the the Christmas story to our kids. And I remember not really thinking anything of it, that it wasn't out of the norm, but I remember I had a follower reach out to me and she said, um, hey, I noticed that I love that you read the Bible to your kids at Christmas. And I was like, yeah. And she said, "Um, I don't own a Bible, but I would love to read one to my kids for Christmas. And she said, do you have a Bible that you would um, link and recommend for me? Meaning that I would earn a commission off of this. I'm like, absolutely not. Right. It would absolutely bless me to send you a Bible. Yeah. And so I did. I sent her a Bible for her to be able to read the Christmas story to her kids. You just never know. No. And I think, honestly, Laura, I think, you know, one of the ways I want to encourage those who are listening today is really just, I think you would really be surprised the way that God is present on social media. Mm, I love that. Talk more about that. Publicly and privately. And I think the piece that I didn't know I love that. was, you know, I always saw it publicly, but as a social media influencer, which I don't think I've ever called myself that, <laughs> that's so mm-hmm. weird to say, Yeah. but as a social media influencer, um, this one of the sweetest gifts that's so motivating to me is whenever you see God in those private moments. Oh. And because really, I mean, you think about like a mission field being like, out serving somewhere, which which is great, but this has become a mission field and this is where God is working. And this is not exclusive to Karen Padgett. No, you're right. God is doing this on so many platforms through so many people. Mm. And so what I would say to parents is that we, myself included as a parent of kids, I think we have a fear of social media. We mm. only hear the negative aspects You're of right. it and how scary it is, mm-hmm. right? Our kids are navigating this. We never navigated this. And, you know, what does that look like? But I think we have a unique opportunity as parents to navigate this and to learn it, to say, we're not going to bury our head in the sand. We're going to learn this. And we are going to teach our kids how to navigate this responsibly. So good. 
Because the truth is, they have to navigate life. And so we at, in our house uh, to take the same approach in, the, in all areas, but we live out loud is what we say about our kids because the truth is when they leave and go to college, if I've worked so hard to shelter them in a way that hinders them, it will, we're going to see it when they get to college, and they may. But it's like they're going to be on social media. They're going to be um, in diverse cultures. They're going to be mixed with people that don't think like we do, that don't aren't raised like we do, whatever it is. And it's like now that while they're under my roof, I want to walk with them and have all those conversations in a spirit of faith and not fear. That's right. Because if we walk in a spirit of fear, they're going to pick up on that. And it's really hard not to do that when it comes to social media because it is a dark hole and it can be. But that, to your point, Karen, that's true on any area of our lives that we have an enemy. If you're a follower of Christ, Scripture is very clear. You stand opposed, meaning we have an enemy, Satan. It's real. And so we can walk in faith or we can walk in fear. And so to walk in faith doesn't mean you're um, unaware of that but I'm not going to be crippled by that. I'm not going to be gripped by it. And the way that we do that is I try and let's walk with our kids through this so they can see this is not something we have to be afraid of. It's something we need to be aware of. And how do we navigate it? And so I really appreciate you saying that. I think that's really, really true. Yeah. I mean, what if, what if we all showed up in a capacity where we could give people a glimpse of our lives of how we live because we know Jesus. Yeah. What if our kids, you know, took a stance in their own in their own space mm-hmm. that says like, yeah, this is what I stand for. This and, is who I follow. And and other people gravitate mm-hmm. towards that or want to know. Like mm-hmm. like the, you know, the sweet friend who was like, I I would love that you read the Bible to your kids. I would love to read it to mine. Mm-hmm. Like had I not shared that, I wasn't sharing that with the intention of of anyone picking up on that, but God knew that. Mm-hmm. So I think part of the the biggest piece of it is just showing up each day, mm-hmm. you know, just expecting for God to do great things, but really going with whatever he has planned. Yes. That's what I was just about to say is, is really the story that we see here, if you're really listening, is a story of faithfulness. You trust him. You believe him to the point that when what you had scripted or what you had even been walking in, the path that you'd been walking in, when God changed that, it disappointed you, but it didn't rattle you, Karen, to the point of unbelief, which is very easy to do. And all of us have walked in wilderness seasons when it's unclear and the the road ahead is not certain yet. But when you've walked with God long enough, you understand, if I could say one thing about God, it's He's faithful. I know that too. And so... This story is really about you just continuing to say yes to him. You want me to do, I think I want to design. That desire is in there. Let's do that. Without um, an expectation in mind, you're just like, I just want to do this. And God's like, you think what you're doing is designing your house. But what I'm about to do is let my light shine through you in a space that you would have never even imagined. It's so crazy. You know, I I think back uh, in the conversations that I've had with people and what I want to encourage people to know and understand is that I look back at this piece of like, what was that that changed the trajectory of me going from a corporate job where I was so comfortable in my regimented routine 
and I didn't want to rock the boat to what I'm doing now in a space that is so uncomfortable. And I say, you know, step out to where you're uncomfortable. And I honestly, I joke, but I'm being really sincere Mm. when I say Mm. I have reached a point of no return. Like I have stepped out and God has carried me far beyond the shore. And Mm. that piece of it to me is just like, all right, God, you have carried me. You will not Mm. abandon me. You want good for me. And guess what? It's another thing that is not exclusive to Karen Padgett. It It means he he has that desire for every single one of us. Mm. So I have thought a lot about like, what is that that changed that trajectory for me? And I can simply narrow it down to like a prayer. Mm. And that prayer was that it was what I would call like a filtered search prayer. And I did this as a Christian. I don't think that, you know, you have to say specific words each time, but I want to say what I was doing was I was praying to God with examples like, God, would you give me a job in pharmaceuticals in this field Um, with this sort of product in this territory, you know, like very specific things. And it sounds so selfish to even admit out loud, but I'm being really vulnerable with y'all because Mm. I feel like a lot of people are in that season of like, I want God to use me too. Mm. I want God to use my gifts that he has given me. Mm -hmm. And so here's what I did. And maybe this will encourage you to, to step out with courage and to step out and say, yeah, I do. I fully trust God with my life. And Here's what I did. I prayed this prayer. I decided that I was going to remove the filtered search. That's what I call it because I'm like, I work online. That's a great way to explain it, though. I love it. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're like, click, click, click. These are all the things I'm willing to accept, God. And I know that you have great things for me and I trust you with whatever you've got. But this filtered search, that's right. Okay. So what I did was I removed that filtered search. And I remember this prayer. I prayed it every single day. And I said, God, would you give me a job that I'm passionate about and that aligns with the gifts that you have given me? And I prayed it over and over again. God, would you give me a job that I'm passionate about and aligns with the gifts that you've given me? And if I look back at that oh, filtered love search that. prayer and say, what is it? What was I so afraid? Why did I have those filtered search prayer? Like, why did yeah. I have those filters on it? It truly was that I was so afraid of losing time and flexibility with my family. And oh, so wow. that piece to it, whenever I removed and mm. said, God, You've created me mm-hmm. and you have given me passion. I'm a really passionate person mm-hmm. and I love to encourage others. Mm-hmm. God, would you use, would you give me a job that I'm passionate about and aligns with the gifts you have given me? And what God did was he carried me into a very public space, which I was more comfortable in a private mm-hmm. space. Just mm-hmm. by nature, I'm very private. But here's the thing. He sweetly gifted me mm-hmm. more time than I ever had with mm-hmm. my kids. Oh, uh. So God so, knows. So beautiful. And this is this is the thing, is when you pray a prayer like that, um, how do I, I want to say this? Because the enemy, his biggest, um, what God says more times in Scripture than anything is do not fear. He says it almost 400 times. Do not be afraid. Fear not, for I am with you. And the filters, Karen, are, all, are, are really fear-based, but it's human to be afraid. It's human. It's a human experience. So don't beat yourself up for that, but listen so carefully to what Karen is saying. It so inspires me because I remember when I left college, I was the same way. I was like, I could not have identified that I wanted to teach the Bible. I never would have thought I was qualified or could have done it. But there were aspects of um, passions inside of me, and I could somehow scribble that out. I want, I love people. I don't want to sit behind a desk. I just there were some descriptors that God was giving me to help me in my prayer life. 
And as I began to pray, he began to open doors. I left a corporate job too to help start a church. Never, ever would have scripted that. But when I walked into that calling, it was like I'd come home. And it was like, there's, there's, um, there's no, that no going back. When you say there's no going back, he's carried me far beyond the shore. I'm thinking of Peter. You probably are too. When Peter's in the boat with his buddies and Jesus is walking toward them and Peter looks at Jesus and he's basically testing God, but he's like, if it's you, call me out to the water with you. And Jesus says, come on. And I think he says that to all of us. And when Peter got out on the water, he started walking. Ugh, makes me, but he began to sink. Mm-hmm. And when he began to sink, he was looking away and, and he just said, save me. And Jesus saved him. But the reason um, that we can take courage from Peter is he got out of the boat. And so God's not asking you, Karen, and he's not asking me and anyone that's listening to get out and to have faith that it equals perfection. Like once I start walking on these waters, I got to keep walking because that's where the pressure comes in. That's right. And I'm thinking in your social media platform, in my ministry, I've got to maintain it. I've got to grow it. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to. And God's like, no, 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 no. Who let you walk on water? It's me. So as we keep our eyes fixed on him, we can pray in faith, knowing that we don't have to be afraid that he's the one that's going to carry us. It's so true. Yeah. It absolutely is true. And I think— I love it. I just want to encourage people, because I know what burnout feels like. Oh, gosh, don't we all? that you're like, you know— I want more time with my kids. I want to be a present mom. Mm. I don't want to miss this or, you know, but but I want to contribute to my family and I want to, all these things, all the pressures, mm-hmm. there's pressures all around us. But I would just say grace, mm-hmm. grace for all of us and that have courage to to really fully trust God it. with your life Yeah, because he knows. Yeah. And that's the thing about this. I don't know what the heck I'm doing out here. Mm. I mean, I navigate this every single day. And like I told you, I've never known anyone in my personal life who's ever done this. But I've yeah, made right. I was going to say, do you have coaches? Do you have, you don't, you're just navigating. That's part of your story that is amazing to me is it's, re, it really is you out on the water with God of going, okay, I don't, let's build this. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I love it. I think in the, there is a community on social media though, of people who, are doing what I do mm. and that are so giving and so hungry for knowledge of like, how do we navigate this? Mm. But I will say out of the millions of people that do this, there's no two alike is the good part about mm-hmm. it. And so I think if you want to be successful, like I talked about, you know, you have to be really comfortable with being uncomfortable. You also just have to be really comfortable being you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a hard thing to be. That's a hard thing to be. And I think that's why most people look at it of like, I don't know how to show up as me. I want to show up as perfect. I want to show up as. Yes. And okay. I want to touch on this for just a little bit because I do think, and we're going to go, y'all, y'all are going to hang with us and listen. Um, We're going a little bit longer, but this is so important to me because um, the pressure to be perfect, I think is fed by the filters and the shiny images and all of that on Instagram. And so it's it's almost like it, it's kind of a cycle you can't get out of. And so it would make sense to me that women that want to be in that space don't know how to be themselves because they might not know. Sometimes I look at social media and I'm like, that doesn't seem real to me. That's too shiny. I've lived <laughs> enough long life that I'm like, I know that's not all real. 
And so there is a tension there. How do you navigate that tension? Yeah, well, I mean, as a mom of three young kids and a toddler at home, you can imagine I move the messes to the corners and snap the picture, (laughs) right? That's real life. Um, I mean, my house is not perfect. What is inspiring to people is a curated, really pretty picture. Mm. that's what's inspiring and that is what I share Mm -hmm. and so from like a photo and a video perspective but Instagram and other social media platforms have given us different avenues to be able to reach people in a different way that's good so I have people who maybe they're scrolling their feed and they're only going to see the photo or the video but then I also have people who are really engaged in wanting to know more details about that So then they'll go to my stories. They'll Mm -hmm. tap on my profile picture and they'll say, okay, what does Karen have to say about this today? Because I'll always take my photo or my video and I'll break it down. What does Mm -hmm. that look like? How do you achieve this look? Or maybe this is something you should consider or maybe use three objects in this space to kind of balance it out. Or these are some different types of things. And then that, you know, has people asking questions about, well, how could I do this too? Or this is what my space looks like. What would you recommend here? So that's good. Yes, there are different aspects of it. But I think if we are just people who are just scrolling the feed, mm-hmm. you know, we're just seeing that shiny. Like yeah. you're saying, you're like you're seeing, seeing that shiny photo or whatever it is. But there are ways to dive deeper and have connection with people. And that's what I really love. That's really great. I love that. That's so helpful. Yeah. OK, it, as, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it just, you know, that diving deeper in the connection with people, I think that connection piece to it is like the, it removes the public piece and it just makes things, you know, like, like a connection. Everyone wants to be seen and known. Mm -hmm. And I think that would help you given your, in your space would help you from burnout. For sure. You know, just to stay connected to those people so that, that it's not, you, you balance it. You seem to really balance it well, Karen. Well, I don't know about that, but I give myself lots of grace. And if I need a timeout, I just take the week off. You just off take and go a timeout. <laughs> I love it because you're really your own boss. You're, you know, it's that's really great. I could go on and on. I could talk to you forever. It's so fascinating to me because it really is um, kind of a new industry, relatively new. They and call this it first generation. Yeah. Isn't that exactly. wild? Yeah. And this influencer title it's like it's what is that how is and so you've just helped kind of demystify it um bring light to it and also bring God into it it's that's what I love is when you're following God when I'm following God when Karen's following God anyone that's listening when you're following God and you trust him scripture says delight yourself in the Lord Psalm 37 4 delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart you can trust that when you dive into who God is and his character and his faithfulness and his goodness, one, your desires will change and they'll be better than you ever could have scripted on your own. So the key is don't be afraid of God. Don't be afraid of really, like you said, giving your life to him. Don't be afraid of it. He is good and he's created us and he knows what we're wired to do. And so, and he's, um, that's what I see in your story, Karen, which is what I love. Thank you. Is that you just, Kept saying yes. Yeah. And you keep saying yes. I can remember, it brings to mind when you're saying that about like just God's goodness. I can remember staying here on my kitchen island in a day where I was just overwhelmed mm. in tears. Literally, mm. I called one of my best friends. I was like, you will not believe. I just feel so overwhelmed by God's goodness. Mm. And I, and so she was asking me questions. She was like, well, what, what are you feeling? And I was like, it's almost like guilt. Oh, wow. I feel almost guilty for doing something I really love. And she said, time out, Karen. What I think you're experiencing is God's pleasure mm. and God's goodness. Oh, and I so love that. I 
my reason for sharing this today, what I hope that people listening here is not anything I've done. It's not Karen Paget. It's not Triple C Farmhouse. It's what's God, what God has truly done. Mm. And because I've experienced God's goodness, his faithfulness, and his pleasure, I want that for you mm-hmm. who's listening. I want that for every single person to experience that, mm-hmm. to truly step into a place where they are passionate about something mm. and they're utilizing the gifts God's given them. And the more you do that, the more you understand how big God's table is. I think when you're doing it on your own, we have a scarcity mentality of like, if I succeed, it may be at the expense of you or you can't. So you, we hold on to things and we don't share as much. But the more you walk in God's favor and God's space and God's grace, um, the more you understand Oh, there's enough for everybody. He is a God of abundance. That's so, right. Community over competition. Yes. Come on, girl. Space, that it is community over competition. There is space for every single one of us to be successful. And we are all gifted in different ways. And if mm-hmm. we all show up and share that, we all learn from each other. And it all furthers the kingdom of God. It, I was just about to say it makes God and the gospel more credible because you see it lived out. So thank you for sharing today, Karen. Thank you for your vulnerability. Um I feel so inspired. I feel like that you've just shed such sweet light on, like you said, an area in our world and in our culture that typically is deemed as dark and something to be afraid of. And you've just brought to light that when God's grace is on it, it's wonderful. It is. So I love that. It is. Tell us, as we close out, where have you seen God most um, unexpectedly in your life in the last few days or weeks? Um, I just think it's honestly in those per- like personal, private connections. And I know that mm-hmm. seems like really vague, but it could come across as something so similar as like a person just reaching out that just needs like a connection mm-hmm. with a person. It could be a brand that reaches out to me that's like a dream brand that has seen me and has said, I find value in her. I want to mm-hmm. work with her. It could be. I mean, things that would just like, it blows your mind and it makes me just like teary to even think about the ways that God has just totally gone before me in all of this. And it's, it really is, I wouldn't say there's like one specific things because it really is in everything. Mm. It is in everything I do. It is in everything on this platform. And it surprises me every day. I love it. I love that. Well, we want to have you back. If you'll come back, I want to talk. We'll dive in next time Karen comes back on some design elements. And just what would you say for someone like me who doesn't have a design bent, but I love a beautiful home. And I work on a Marshall's budget or a Target budget. I say you're just like me. Then let's go. (laughs) It would be so fun. So we'll do that. We'll, We'll have her back. So thanks for listening. Karen, you're a pleasure and a joy. I'm so happy you were here today. Thank you. And we'll see you guys or listen to you guys or hear you guys or talk to you guys next time on A Conversation with Laura. It's like this. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope that you are enjoying It's Like This, Conversations with Laura Seifert, a podcast made possible through the financial partners of Yes Ministries, people just like you. Yes Ministries exists to draw all women closer to Jesus. We do so by providing free Bible studies, online encouragement through our social media platforms, and by providing a podcast just like this one to women in all places and all walks of life. That's right, we do all of those things and we offer them free so that everyone can draw closer to Jesus without the hindrance of a dollar sign. But to do that, we need partners like you. Giving to God's work draws us closer to Jesus. Giving to God's work draws us closer to His people. And giving to God's work draws us into His story. 
And if you would like to be drawn in, we would love for you to give and partner with us. You can do so in two different ways. One, through our Venmo account, which is at LSYES, or you can visit our website online, yesministries.net. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of It's Like This. And most importantly, though, I hope that you find it helpful in your own discovery of God. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating and review. And to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Seifert Yes, which is L-A-U-R-A-S-E-I-F-E-R-T-Y-E-S. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.